can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. but we don't make product for them. We look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection learn how to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport whether there is a championship involved or not Alpine stars, one goal, one vision. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by Justified Cultures and Traction MX Seat Covers. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than Wes Williams. Wes, how's it going? 
Yo, man, just hanging out in beautiful Southern California. Even though I'm not a huge Southern California fan, I am here staring at the beach talking to you on the phone. So I can't say it uh, could get much worse. Staring at a or beautiful better. beach? I don't know. One, one or the other. Good or bad. Take, nice. take it for what it is. I like it. You know, you're, you're staring at a beautiful, beautiful beach. You've got the docile tones of my voice coming over the airwaves. Oh, it's, it's just beautiful, man. Like, just the harmony I feel right now. I'm really getting the, the brainwaves going, ready to talk. Yes. I ate a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup to kind of, like, hype mm-hmm. up my energy a little bit after editing all day. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this could be a great, productive conversation. I think it will be, and I think uh, it should get the ball rolling on both our sides to uh, really crush it this evening. But uh, let, let's before we get into uh, going down memory lane or even finding out what's new and exciting with you, which is what we're about to talk about, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, something you've got going on lately. If, you, if anyone's been keeping up with you on social media, which, of course, if they don't already follow Washed, Washed Up West, they should be following you on uh, on Instagram as well as uh, you are – what are you on Instagram or Twitter? Or are you on Twitter? All the above. I'm Washed Up West. But Perfect. I, I think after I win this contest that we're about to talk about, I can't be washed up anymore. I, Rejuvenated. I, uh, I wanted to be washed up last year just because it was kind of funny, but I think I'm tired of being washed up. The problem is I just don't – it's so hard to find a Twitter and Instagram handle that both aren't taking and creative. Like, I just don't – you know, after I lost Verb West, or I guess I didn't lose, I decided to change it. But, like, after that, I just felt like, man, I'm I'm a homeless social media being. Like, what am I? I don't know. I'm just washed up, I guess. Yeah, well, you're you're pretty damn good for a guy who's washed up. Um, um, much much like <laughs> I the that, uh, that, that was the irony for me. Like, I don't think some people get the joke. Like, especially my mom, she's like, "You're not washed up. Why would you call yourself that?" I'm like, "It's kind of a joke." Like, yeah. you know, I was just poking fun at myself. That and it's, so, it's, yeah, it's not I, un- unlike like. Mm, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying, yeah, I don't, I don't take myself seriously enough to uh, have that affect me. It was more of a funny ha-ha rather than being serious. Oh, for sure. No, you, you definitely take things with a grain of salt. But I always find it funny that uh, you've got these, these giants in the sport, like uh, say or like a Ryan Dungey right now, which couldn't be more frustrated than anyone in the, in, on the planet right now. But there are like 25 dudes behind him who wish they could suck as much as he is right now. Right? I, that would be such a terrible dilemma to have right like hey i'm i'm at my worst right now and i'm still getting third place yeah like <sighs> life sucks that i'm getting third but uh let, let, let's let's talk about this contest let's talk about how you're going to win this contest and why people yes, should right, be heading right. to verbmoto.com uh more than ever these days you 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 realize isn't it cool how i find, i put the domain back to you so i was like you know what i should just Reroute the verbmoto.com to the contest page. So, yeah. anyways, this contest is for what's called a shot over G1, which is like a really epic camera platform. Um, it's probably a $60,000 platform in itself, but they have all kinds of other stuff that comes with it. It's like they're, they're valuing it at $145,000. So, obviously, I did not want to uh, stub my nose at this contest. Like, I'm not ever usually one to be like, oh, yeah, I want to do this, whatever. But uh, my homie Ryan Walters won a red camera over Christmas for doing a contest. And I was like, you know what? I think it's my turn to do a contest. Maybe I can win something, too. So um, so I spent the, the last few months, like every five minutes I had to spare, I'd start editing and trying to hack something together. That would be kind of cool and different uh, for this contest. So I submitted on the deadline day and have effectively 15 days to round up as many boats as uh, some of these other players that have been on there since the first week the contest started. So they're quite a few thousand ahead of me. And so I was like, ah, you know what? It won't be that hard to get 3,000 votes. And I've learned that it's much harder to get 3,000 votes than I could have ever imagined. So, yeah, here I am uh, basically begging people on my Instagram to uh, vote. So I've posted more in the past uh, three days than I probably have in the past two years combined. But I think people are enjoying it because I'm uh, <laughs> I went back and took segments out of In the Ranks 2, Prospects, and Epic and War Machines to post. So uh, I think people are enjoying it way too much. Maybe maybe they're waiting to vote up to the last day. Yeah, absolutely. They're waiting for you to drop that absolute perfect nugget for them to uh, finally get off their horse and head on over to uh, verbmoto.com where it's extremely easy to, uh, to to cast their vote. They can uh, they can 
they can go right to the website. They can they can vote there. And it, honestly, it took me about thirty seconds uh, once I was right? on the site. Yeah. So, and for, and for the amount of nights I've spent editing all night at Amateur Nationals, usually a week in a row, like countless countless times. So I think. I'm, I'm begging everybody, please, like, return the favor with 30 seconds of your time. That's Absolutely. all I'm asking, 30 seconds. And all I'm asking you is to change the uh, website uh, link that's on your Instagram from washedupwest.com to verbmoto.com so people can click that and then go there. Well, both of, well, what's funny is verbmoto.com actually redirects to washedupwest.com, which okay. redirects to the contest page. Ah. But, yeah, either way, it, wh- wherever you go, it'll get you there. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, like, uh, what, what's at stake here? I, as I just far didn't as, like, want to get people's hopes up. I didn't. I didn't want to put like vermoto.com in my Instagram profile because then everybody would be like, "Whoa, Verb's back. coming back!" Verb's coming. And that's not the case. However, it is cool if you go to vermoto.com, which takes you to the contest page. There is uh, the video I made for the contest submission that, if you actually want to enjoy, I think it's a pretty cool trip down memory lane that starts from. 2003 to the present kind of uh, walks you through a very brief glimpse of my history uh, narrated by Jason Wygant and uh, a few of my friends at Red Bull that have kind of uh, nurtured me along the way. So uh, it's, I, I don't know, um, maybe I'm just, uh, it's cool to actually finally see something put together like that, even though I did it. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's a pretty cool look at the past 12 years of, uh, of the history, including Burmoto. Absolutely. Like, uh, I, I think of my, a guy like myself, I'm only 28 years old. Uh, a lot of these videos were the videos that I couldn't stop clicking on uh, when, when I was coming up through high school. Probably should have been doing a project or maybe probably should have been studying for the exams that I didn't do. do <laughs> right. But uh, the, the, it was your videos that uh, it kept people clicking, kept people um, fixed to their their, their uh, um the, the old uh, well, the PCs, of course, but also what was the, like, the... The, the big Mac, uh, with the like the the big bubble looking ones. Uh, those they were those, those they were monitors. called iMacs back then. Yeah, too. They were just Very different than they yeah, were yeah. just very different than the, what they are now. Fair enough. So um, you, you kind of uh, give a, a tiny bit of a rundown of uh, the prize that you have the ability to uh, kind of like if if you do win it, what what exactly it is. Give people a little bit more of an insight as to uh, what what might be coming your way um, if if you're able to win this thing because. What I love about this is that, like, you've done so much for the sport of of motocross and supercross and bringing it to people's eyes and and bringing it into their homes so they can enjoy it and become more passionate about it, which then, of course, uh, turns into sales at different different retailers and this, that, and the other thing because people will move – people will spend when they're moved the way you do. Um, So what what is it that we can kind of basically uh, put in your hands if we go to uh, washedupwest.com and cast a vote? Well – my future in motocross and motocross videos is uh, still rather undetermined currently. I, I stay pretty busy uh, doing a lot of Red Bulls action sports work, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of times ends up being dirt bike kind of work. Um, but as far as anything outside of that, you know, there's not really a home for it or anything uh, quite yet. And, and uh, e- even in my mind, I'm not sure sure where we where it goes from here. But uh, just like the last time I was on the on the podcast with you and Kyle Cowling, you know, moto moto videos in a very fragile state right now, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, you know, there's a million different ways to dissect it, uh, you know, from, uh, it being oversaturated to, you know, the money not being there, whatever you want to say the problem is, you know, it's, it's probably all of the above, but, um, you know, it's, it's the moto community that's going to help me win this thing. And, uh, and, and I can assure everyone that if, if I were to win this, like I will, do my best to make sure we have some uh, banger platinum style edits coming for years to come because like this this camera platform will just allow us to do things that have never been done in action sports frankly so you know we'd be able to uh once again raise the bar in motocross video so not that i want to do that full time but i think you know come up with three or four really badass projects a year would be really fun Absolutely, like it's uh, it's innovation and looking at things in a different way that uh, it's come almost. Uh, I'd, I'd say we like we kind of take it for granted a little bit, but uh, like honestly, with like 
Epic was probably watched in my DVD player on a shop loop for about six months. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it is like, I don't know how you came up, come up with some of these shots, man. Like it was, it was, uh, like to think outside the box is really, really difficult when you've already pushed the limits as far as what was expected to begin with. And then how do you raise the bar again? And shoot something that people didn't expect because you've kind of like you kind of opened Pandora's box for, uh, from with the first one, right? Yep. So a couple points there. I I haven't watched Epic in probably five or six years. Shame on you. And I uh, building these Instagrams. I watched it on airplane ride yesterday. Well, I watched it in pieces on airplane ride yesterday uh, while I was building Instagrams. And I'm serious. Like when I got to the credits, like I had tears coming out my eyes because like it just reminds me of such a good time in motocross a fun time for us building this crazy new content that nobody had ever seen like it was you know the infancy of bird moto too so like you know it, it definitely struck some heartstrings for me but uh even down to that man like I'm, I'm watching these shots in epic and it's just uh it was a different era of cameras and editing style and even music man and like watching that i was just like man i i want to go back to that style because nobody makes videos like that today uh, anymore because everything's so high tech and this bar is so high and it's it's almost like a double-edged sword in a sense that you know we pushed the envelope so far that every production had to meet this this crazy high level and it's like after watching epic it's like why why don't we kind of regress and go back to what was simple but so damn cool yeah so uh go back to two strokes Oh, two strokes as well. I mean, uh, you don't have to debate that one with me. But no. um, but, uh, the, but the that's two the strokes of cameras right? the, would be like yeah. That the two the two strokes of cameras would be like uh, the zoom cameras back in '09 that kind of got phased out. Like uh, DSLR cameras started shooting a uh, really good video in 2010. That Canon 7D came out, so everybody bought one. And long gone were the days of zoom cameras that didn't have depth of field. So like. That's why you just don't see that same style of like zoom and movement as you did in Epic because nobody uses those type of cameras anymore. So, Interesting. uh, I've been on eBay, uh, and bnhphotovideo.com the past, <laughs> the past few days looking at like new style zoom cameras like that that I could buy and be like, and, and try to bring that style back. No kidding. You, Unfortunately you, for me, no matter what, everything's like 10 grand these days. So it's like, Oh, do I really want to drop that kind of coin? Just to go have fun a little bit. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's no, that's a hundred percent the same as someone who wants to go back into, uh, the two stroke days, scour Craigslist for a, a, a gently used two stroke where they can then go, uh, grips, graphics, usually wheels, if not for sure, uh, tires, sprockets, you name it. And uh, now they're into a bike for about $5,000 just so they can work really hard to not go as fast as their buddy on a four-stroke <laughs> right but hey it's so much more fun even if you're not Heck as yeah. fast as your buddies just going out there and even if you're holding the clutch around the corner dude you sound way faster than your buddy and yeah, at the end of the day you get the trophy for being the loudest most obnoxious dude out there with fumes coming out his pipe that's way cooler than the four-stroke so to me that's way better any day than ripping a four-stroke. Oh yeah, and I've, I said this on my on one of my last podcasts. The beauty of riding a two-stroke is that if if you're on a four-stroke and I'm on a two-stroke and you pass me, you were supposed to. You're on a four-stroke, like big right. deal. <laughs> but if I pass That's my you, dude, dude, you're supposed to pass. Yeah, like big, like big whoop. I'm on a two-stroke. But if I pass you, I'm like, dude, I'm on a two-stroke. Like, what? Get your yep. head out of your butt. Like, you're on easy. You're the button. king of the track. You're the king of the track that day. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I totally get it, man. But uh, let's let's jump into memory lane a little bit. The infancy of uh, of your skills with a camera. The infancy of how these these motocross videos went from. Um, kind of just panning shots and like quick cutting uh from one from one spot to the next to basically these like musicals that ended up telling a story over uh whether it be an hour hour and a half so i i used to race uh we'll we'll try to make this an abbreviated version i used to race and cameras was like uh, like since i was really young i always used to film everything so uh, my mom got laid off on her, at her job in like 2002, I think it was. And, uh, she was like, Hey, I can't afford to take you racing anymore. So you're going to have to figure out how to support it yourself. So I was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I could start using my camera skills and figure out how to edit these things on a computer and offer the tracks, uh, some videos in return for coming 
to race free and get in free, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of what I did. And I met a lot of resistance back then. Um, because they're like videos on the internet. Like, what are you talking about? That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And so like these people, like, and it was like probably $150 worth of comps. And I remember just being so frustrated and Kevin Kelly back then would call and try to negotiate me getting into the tracks and, and getting this hundred $150 comp. So me and my mom could come through the gate and I could race two classes. Um, and so he, he, he was announcer at all the Georgia races back then. So I'd always have him on my side calling the tracks. And, um, yeah, it, like I said, I met a lot of resistance and it, it, it it's funny looking back now because everybody was just like, what the hell are you thinking? But, uh, slowly but surely people started paying me to do, uh, videos. And I was like, Oh shit, I could actually make money doing this rather than spending money riding dirt bikes. So I think around Oh four Oh five, I kind of switched my, uh, my whole mindset of like, I don't even need to ride dirt bikes anymore. I'm just going to concentrate on filming. So that's uh Oh five was when the prospects came out, which would have been my third full length movie. Um, so from there, that's what, what really when things started to pick up, I uh, started watching a lot of like snowboard films and, and seeing how they shot and edited their movies and really let it influence my style as a moto filmmaker as well so like there was this movie called pop back in 05 it was like my favorite snowboard movie ever okay yeah and uh like so 05 through 07 no maybe even 08 like that was pretty much what i like tried to tailor my style after like this unique simple flowy style and then uh that's it that's all came out in 2008 which is the travis rice red bull movie and that I think that blew the doors off of any action sports movie ever done at the time and i that's when i was like I want to make this movie epic and try to replicate this the best I can. So, uh, you know, we probably had <laughs> cameras back then, you know, we uh, probably a 50th of what they had, um, as far as budget and equipment wise went. But, uh, you know, we, we figured out how to make sliders out of, out of skate wheels and these metal dollies that we welded together. And every, every shoot I'd go to, we'd go to home Depot and buy this PVC pipe and carry and, and strap it to the top of rental cars, no joke. So we could have like these cool slider shots. So all those ones that you see in Epic where the camera's moving, uh, and you can see the berms moving in the foreground and stuff like that. That was a really simple, but hard thing for us to do because we'd have to stop and buy these PVC pipes and glue them all together and literally strap them to the car. So we did some pretty funny stuff. And then like, I, I don't even know how I managed to move all that stuff around by myself back then because a lot of those shoots were a one man one man shoot and how i managed to get all that footage in the short amount of time i did i still don't know how it was possible but we pulled it off <laughs> hey this is zach cummins from phoenix racing co you're listening to the big mx radio show we're going to commercial we'll be right back justified cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live-what-you-love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Maddie Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who found Justified Culture's clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. 
That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Have you always been a, a creative guy? Like, uh, to, to pick up a, a camera, you kind of have to have a, an idea of what you want to see on the other side of it. Um, have you, like, gonna, always kind of had a different way of looking at, whether it be the sport of, of, of motocross or action sports in general? I find that uh, it's the people that have a certain ability to just, just, like, know what they're looking for and then go grab it because they just, they... They see the optics of the sport just in a little bit different way. I don't know. I, I think that's something I probably grew into because if you watch my early work, I didn't know any better. I was just point and shooting, using a bunch of crossfades, trying to make videos. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't really anything to model videos after back then because you got to think there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't anything. Even when I started my Go Creation site in, at the end of 2002. I, Windows Media Player and a, another one called Real Player were yeah. what you were able to encode to. And then you'd have to put the files on your own server and people would have to download the files off your server and then watch them on their own Windows Media Player on their computer. There, you know, there wasn't like this whole streaming thing yet. So, oh, yeah, um, it would open, you know, it, it would it, open it, Media Player on your laptop, yep, your, your yep. PC, and that's yep. where you'd watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, there wasn't like a huge access to finding this videos. I, I, I watched Revelation 199, the, the Mini Warriors movies, uh, Moto Triple X, and, and all that kind of stuff growing up. So, like, I, I guess that was pretty much my only influence to that point, but I never really coupled it with my, my own film technique, I don't guess. Um, so, I, it was just one of those things I knew how to use a camera really well because I literally filmed everything from the time I, I was probably 10, 10 years old on. So, I feel like everything I did as a kid, we filmed, even though I didn't know the first thing about editing. So it, I, I wouldn't say I really started taking an extremely different look at the sport as, as far as optically, as you say, uh, until I started watching the snowboard movies and, and seeing how they were able to capture their sport. And I was like, whoa, if I brought the same vibe and feel to motocross, I feel like I could totally change the way I can make videos. So that, like I said, back in '05, '06, when I started watching the snowboard stuff, that's really when uh, when when it started to change for me. Well, heck, it sounds like I was ahead of your curve because I was watching ski videos from Matchstick Productions long oh, before yeah. uh, before 2005, my friend. Uh, in fact, I remember well, opening up many of trailers from uh, the uh, from like different videos into windows media player and playing them over and over and over. Actually, I remember hearing uh ghostwriter by RJD two about four oh, yeah. years before it found its way into any motocross video. I was like, yep. Damn, well, I, I think it, it was in the pop movie and that's why I, I got it out of the pop movie to use it in Epic. So that's, that's what's funny about that one. But uh, yeah. I, I didn't even, I, I grew up in Georgia, so snowboarding wasn't something I was, ever even knew anything about until uh, about 04, 05. And uh, Matt Lemoyne had uh, brought me out to Andy Bell's house in Utah to teach me how to snowboard. And that's, that's ultimately when I, I realized that was uh, forever going to be something I love to do. So like to this day, like snowboarding is my, uh, is my go-to sport now because since I don't ride that much, I, I love to spend my time and winters in the snow. So, um, so yeah, I, I I guess had I found snowboarding earlier, I might have developed my sense of uh, different film style well well before then. But 
it kind of came, uh, I started watching snowboard movies when I started becoming interested in snowboarding. So it goes hand in hand. Absolutely. It, it all kind of meshes together. And I think what, what really holds all of these things together is the, the ability to edit and the ability to select the music needed for each segment. Like you could have the exact same segment, throw different music on it. It's, it, ha, it, it holds a completely different effect. Um, oh, yeah. obviously like still that same influence from, from snowboard videos. That's you, you must have gotten a lot of, uh, music taste and kind of some of the, some of the trends that were going on there and brought them over to the motor side because i started to see that a huge amount even with a a, a song like uh um west coast with uh from uh, uh coconut records on uh, on epic that, oh yeah that song you, honestly coconut records should probably cut you a check for how many times people went to their youtube and played that song that's funny well then they should uh hand it over to jason anderson because i remember asking him like hey dude give me give me some good bands you want me to use and so what's funny is anderson has actually helped me he helped me pick out a bunch of songs for Epic and War Machine, so uh, he has a really good taste for music. Interesting. So yeah, Coconut Records. That's why he told me he's like, "Hey, I really want this Coconut Records song in my in my segment." So yeah, they he he turned them on to me, and then obviously I used a few of their songs in Epic, and I uh, to this day I still have them on uh, quite a few of my playlists on Spotify. Fair enough. Yeah, actually, that his his song is is night timing. Yep. Why do I know all this stuff? I haven't watched Epic in probably just as long as you have. Um, oh, wow. Well, hey, you're not supposed to admit that. You're supposed to tell me last, <laughs> last night, dude. So what's funny about Epic is uh, I spent more money than I probably made off the movie. Uh, on drones? On the soundtrack alone. I, oh. I remember I wanted to make a movie that you could put in at a party, like any party, college party, and just turn off the TV and play the music through the speakers and have it be like a super upbeat, awesome playlist. And... Uh, the amount of people to this day that tell me, like, hey, I still throw an epic just to listen to the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, that's exactly what I went for. I, I ripped it onto a CD, and I had literally the entire the entire video, including motocross noises, in my truck for, like, a year. It was great. <laughs> Dude, that is so awesome. Seriously. And, like, well, like... What kind of, like, maybe you were un- unaware of it, or maybe just, like, because you were just in it, you're, you're not too super cognitive of what was going on, but um, shaping the way young people at the time were falling in love with the sport, did that kind of resonate with you at all, or did you kind of, like, understand your place in influencing these young people to become, like, they're, they're people even a little bit younger than me who are now, like, absolutely full-blown addicts to the sport that are forking over uh, thousands of dollars every single year to make sure that they can stay connected with the sport of Supercross. Um, and like I said before we started recording, you are mostly to blame. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, like, I was just a kid trying to live my dream and make a job out of a place that had no job for me. Like I wanted it to work so badly that I wouldn't take no for an answer. Like people laughed at us when we started verb. Um, and, and I never really even made money off any of the movies I've done. So like, you know, I, I was just always this kid pushing, 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 trying just to achieve my dreams. And like the, the fact that people got into the sport or I even inspired other people to start filming or taking photos or become a journalist. Like that was just a byproduct, which to me is I, at this point in time, looking back, how amazing is that, that you can influence and, and, and help people start the next chapter of their lives perhaps. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was a complete byproduct, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do feel very proud about that now. And especially like when verb shut down, the amount of messages, phone calls, text, Facebook messages and all that I got, um, you know, it was really cool to see everybody weigh in on, on how much I influenced their lives and, in you know, as as sad as I was when Verb officially shut the doors, you know, it definitely helped ease the pain, I guess, uh, is a good way to put it when, you know, by getting these messages, because it, it definitely put a smile on my face every time. For sure, the, the the footprint uh and like the uh the influence is is not something that can, that is going to go away by any means and not for and surely not for some some time. Um obviously I don't know how much you want to get into uh a verb closing its doors or if you even want to at all um but obviously that must have been a tough time for you because it's something that you you built from the ground up. You were the entrepreneur, the sole proprietor that uh basically put the uh, the shovel in the ground on on uh, the Break, you broke the ground on it, and uh, and then uh, like not four months ago, uh, it shut its doors. 
Yeah. Well, so uh, one of my best friends, Brent Stallo, and I uh, started Verb off the back of what I had created a few years previously. Uh, Goat Creations turned to GK Films, and uh, we had worked at Moto Playground for a while, and then we were like, "Hey, let's let's do this website thing." Uh, in 2007, and so every again, everybody laughed at us. Mm-hmm, like, of you guys want to start a website dedicated to amateur motocross? Are you crazy? And I was like, listen, it's gonna work. Like, you just don't know you want it yet. So, uh, you know, we I, it, it probably took us few years before anybody even took us seriously. But once it finally got taken seriously, we started making really good money. We had to, you know, we and we needed to expand. And so, uh, you know, I had to bring in some other business partners at that point in time to help us meet the needs of a fast growing business that I, you know, frankly at the time I didn't know how to do a lot of things. Um, so, uh, anyways, you know, long story short, I guess, and the best way to put it, I gave away equity in our company because I didn't have money to pay these people. Of course. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think for a lot of years, everybody was extremely happy with the way it went. And, uh, uh, I don't know. In the, in the past, past or the last few years you know everybody just had a different vision of what they wanted out of the company and where they wanted it to go and um i i just didn't see eye to eye with what a lot of them wanted and i said hey if this is the route you guys want to go then i'm going to go focus on my own career and in my own life and as hard as that was to do which believe me i i, I it, it made me so depressed for a very long time uh but you know, I knew at, at the end of the day it was going to be better for me, and um, it, especially for the last year of Verb. You know, I didn't have any involvement whatsoever, so to watch it, um, watch it go the way it did, and then have to close its doors. You know, it, it was very hard. But at the end of the day, I, I think all the partners involved uh, wanted to move on with their lives in one direction or another, and. You know, I, I don't know. I guess yeah. everybody's probably happier. I and, and I can say I am. Instead of having two full time jobs, now I have one full time job. But uh, lucky, you know, I, I definitely think motocross in general definitely definitely hurts from the lack of uh, not having verb. Uh, so you know, the coverage, getting new people to the sport, a uh, place for an outlet for kids to get exposure and and recognition. So. You no, know, there's a definitely a gaping hole that was Bermodo. So, you know, I just hope somebody comes and can pick up the pieces and make something that's profitable and uh, and good for the sport. Fair enough. Well, uh, uh, it, it's um, it sounds like a lot like the the early days of Verb aren't too too unlike uh, the first the early days of Big MX Radio. The fact that I was like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go to California and I'm, I'm going to talk to Ryan Dungey. People were like, yeah, sure, Gephardt, you're going to go to California, you're going to talk to Ryan Dungey. Uh, well, I talked to him, and I didn't just talk to Ryan Dungey. I talked to Roger DeCoster, uh, Bruce Sternstrom, uh, Ken Roxon, and uh, and a host of others, including Ricky Car- or, uh, Ricky Carmichael and Jeremy McGrath. So, uh, just a few guys that uh, may may not have won a few races yeah. along the way. I mean, they, they, those are kind of big names. Yeah, I guess so. Like they're they're no Landon <laughs> Courier, but like. <laughs> um, but uh, it's 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 cool to see that uh, your passion for the sport has never wavered, and your passion for doing what you do in your current career with uh, with with Red Bull is 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 burning ever bright ever brightly. And um, so, as far as like what your day to day your your one full time job that you have, what's um what's kind of the ins and outs of that right now? Well, I. Everybody asks me, hey, what's going to happen uh, now that you don't have Verb? And it's uh, what, what's funny is I've always done video production for uh, basically freelance video production for a bunch of people. The uh, that's more or less how I made money and, and a lot of times funded Verb to do the things Verb did and have the camera equipment that I did. So, uh, you know, Verb is just the beneficiary of my hard work elsewhere. So, like I said, in my last answer, I, you know, I essentially had two full-time jobs for the yeah. past 10 years. I'd have to go do video production for someone. And a lot of times I was being able to piggyback building verb content from the same shoot or being in the same place. So, um, you know, we got to get to the outdoor nationals under racer X and do the racer X motocross show. And, uh, they would allow us to build our own content there. So we'd have like me, Travis Stewart and Ryan Walters there and, you know, obviously our priority was to do the Racer X motocross show, but we'd also be able to shoot enough to do verb redux and selects and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, the the whole genesis of verb was kind of built on piggybacking 
uh, other shoots or things that people were paying us to do. Um, so, uh, I guess to answer your question, I, I still do freelance video work for a lot of, a lot of people. Um, so namely Red Bull, uh, they're probably, they probably keep me the busiest of anybody. So, you know, when you see the Terra Firma 94s and yes. the Donner Parting videos, Moto Spies, uh, basically any, any kind of motocross, uh, videos outside of, uh, MX Nation, Troy Adamantis does that one. But, uh, you know, we, we take care of a lot of their production needs and, and like I said, they keep us pretty busy. So, uh, there's, there's definitely more steps coming in my life doing some other things, especially if I win the shot over G1 contest, which would be awesome. So, uh, yeah, video production is uh, kind of my, my bread and butter and I, I love it. So, uh, definitely pushing forward and on that. Absolutely. Well, I would encourage you to continue to uh, strive for uh, to, to raise the level that you're, you're currently at, my friend, because that's something that you've always been able to do is is to like just when I think that you've pulled all the tricks out of the bag and not to just continually just blow you the entire time here. But literally, like every time that I think that you've pulled all the tricks out, you pull 10 more out. And I was like, all right, <laughs> he, he must be out now. Like he must be out of ammunition. And then you go riddle me with some more bullets. That's, so that's really nice of you. I I. I I'm always the kind of person that tries to just be different. I, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's better, but I always try to see the things other people are doing. And even this, for this contest, for example, I, I watched a lot of other entries and I was just like, I don't know that that's what the, if I was a judge, I don't know that that's what I want to see people just standing in the fr- in front of the camera, giving a resume and why I should win this camera package. And like literally saying that I was like, I'm going to flip this whole script on its head and do something nobody else has done. Exactly. And even if it, mine's not better than everybody else's, at least it's unique and at least it's different. And that's what I've always strived for. And like, look at everything we did with Verb. It was always about trying to do something different. I, I, I didn't need to reproduce the race report that everybody else was doing. We did, you know, crazy novelty stuff that was funny and unique. And, and that's what I've always prided myself on. So, you know, I, I look at other things going on and I say, how can I be as different from that as possible? Yeah, it, it, being being different is what sets you out of the herd. That's what makes people turn their head and look. If you're if everything was the same, if you were just another uh, uh, another sheep out there uh, doing its thing, it, it doesn't stand out. It doesn't make people call to action. Uh, and um, I think if anyone is feeling that they need to be called to action right now is to go over to your Instagram, click washedupwest.com and go ahead and vote while they continue to listen to this audio goal that we're creating right now. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the videos you've been posting lately, of which I love them all, but there's a there's a common theme that I'm noticing in all three of them right now, which is both tragic, and uh, I'm not sure if, you, if you've picked up on it, but uh, I don't think, uh, kind of maybe taken aback by you, um, all of the all of the athletes in the videos that you've posted so far are no longer in the sport of Supercross or motocross. <laughs> I have not noticed that. I land in careers, career never. I was just pulling. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I uh, yeah. Matt Lemoyne, Landon Courier, Ian Treadle, even Bubba, Lo- Lowell Spangler. Yeah, Bubba. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, you're does right. that kind of like. Does that kind of? I wouldn't say depress you at all, but to think that the like the there's a couple of these guys. I wouldn't say that motocross chewed them up and spit them out, especially in the case of James Stewart. Like he definitely uh, can can sit pretty for a long period of time based on the the earnings that he made in the sport. But like a kid like like uh, uh, Mr. Treadle or or Landon Courier, who still to this day does riding schools and stuff like that. But um, I feel like there's we we kind of missed out on a couple of these kids because they offered a lot but weren't able to maybe fit the bill or fit fit the um the expectations that were placed upon them yeah you know what it is it is sad and what's funny is davy coombs and i feel like have this conversation every every summer at the nationals just uh the, the long list of can't miss kids and uh that just miss so you know everybody from nico izzy and travis baker and epic to yeah james now i mean it's uh unfortunately boils down to the brutalness of the sport sometimes doesn't it and uh and even even uh, like james for example i mean it's just how long can you go and persevere and push and have the tenacity to just keep going when yeah. you know sometimes you just feel like there's there's no no light or reward at the end of the tunnel so um you know it's 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 hard and even even say you know if, if dungy's problem right now is roxon's crash that's really in his head like i can't blame him man like yeah. You're 27 years old. You got all this money. You want to have a family. Like at some point in time, that 
realism of life sets in and says, all right, either I need, I, I got to get a new job. I got to be able to provide for a family or I don't want to get hurt. You know, depending what, what genre of the sport you're in. Um, you know, so it, even for me, it's like, you know, I, I'm 30 now. I need to kind of start looking forward to my life where I'm going to go. So like, you know, verb shutting down kind of came at, came to an abrupt end, but at the same time, you know, it, it allows me to move on and, and really work on the longevity of my life rather than, uh, than just making bike videos until I'm 50. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it happens to everybody. I think at some point in time, you just kind of look, look back at motocross and it, dude, it's a, it's a gnarly grind. And that's, I think that's what sums it up for everybody. Right. I mean, it's, it'll chew you up and spit you out. If, if you're not careful. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix racing co. You're listening to the big MX radio show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with a viral brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between, Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag. For only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. And used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral brand. Hey guys. Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, 
anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to BillsPipes.com today and never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Absolutely, and but it's uh, it is a cruel mistress. This sport we love so much. It is tough. It's difficult to uh, yeah. pull blood out of the stone that is motocross when it comes to uh, making it financially viable. But I do look at some of these videos and the the, the footage that you captured, and uh, there's there's a whole lot more uh, can't miss kids from different areas of of the uh, the, the globe that uh, maybe maybe motocross did chew them up, spit them out, but and they don't have these videos or the footage that actually kind of captured their moment in the sun a little bit. Like they don't like, they have some photos here and there. They might've had a, a magazine cover at their local, uh, um, publication or something like that. But like a kid like, uh, Landon Courier, like that, that was the, 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 the height of, of his, of his skills on two wheels and to have the, yeah. that high quality footage capturing all that and be like, that was, the moment like that 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 was when yep. everything was clicking and although maybe that didn't turn out the way it was at least you have that because there's a lot of guys who don't yeah you, you know what I, I brought this up on dmxs a few weeks ago it's it's probably the most unfortunate part of losing verb is you know who's here to document history of the landing couriers or say even the jesse Masterpools. Um, Ian yeah. Treadles, like, you know, that was a big part of Verb. I, I have so much history in my archives that literally priceless now that nobody else has. And, you know, I, I kind of feel a duty to the sport to continue doing that. Like, I even though I haven't uh, produced videos for Verb at Loretta's for the last two or three years, I've been out there every single day shooting as much as I can. And, like, just knowing that at some point in time that history – might come in handy to you know i don't know for what reason but just to have it man otherwise like just so much beauty of the sport just literally happens in that moment and disappears so Mm uh you know that's a good philosophical way of looking at it i guess but you know it's 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 sad because so much badassness man that just isn't getting captured right now but i you know i that being said i do think uh you know like tom's your name there's some uh Chase Donovan, there are kids filming at the amateur nationals, but uh, not not quite producing the amount of content that Verb was yeah. at uh, one point in time. Absolutely, and that, and that's why I, I dial kids up like Jam and Josh Fariz. The kid will one day, and I, I firmly believe this, he will one day be standing at the top step of, uh, if not a 250 Supercross, then for sure, uh, then maybe even a, a 450 Supercross. And uh, to be able to capture his thoughts and his perspective on his racing and the process and all of his determination and effort right now is so cool to me because you can look back at that and be like, look, like that's how dead, like you know how that kid got there by being this dead dedicated that many years ago or stuff like that. And maybe he never does get to the very top, but like, I, I wouldn't want to miss the opportunity of grabbing that. And, uh, and, and if, if, if for nothing else, holding it in an archive, uh, to pull it out later yep. on and see that, see how far you've come. Agreed. Agreed, man. And what I, when I was looking through, uh, all the old magazines, uh, Moto Playground magazines to, uh, shoot, I, cause I knew I had some articles in them for that, for the shot over contest like just picking up magazines from 02, 03, 04 with Mike Gillespie and Davey Millsaps on the cover, or Ryan Poto on an 80. Like yeah. the fact that Moto Playground is still going is so cool to me because that's just history that you can never get back. So yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things like that, that even made me like kind of tear up a little bit, man. Just like thinking about how good those were the good old days. Yeah. So yeah, you, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is just a weird spot in the sport. And, um, you know, a lot of things have got to change to make it better for everybody, not just media, not just the the, the riders and racers or the families. Like, you know, there's definitely an issue, whether it's, you know, I, I don't know, there's a, a million reasons why the sport's dying. You know, everybody has a different 
a different reasoning and a different fix, but you know, hope so, something's got to bottom out at some point and start rebounding to uh, to make the sport whole again. Two strokes. I, I mean, that's definitely part of it. Uh, like, but in all seriousness, and and now I can tell that you're uh, you're, you're in transit, uh, going to pick up pick up your your girlfriend there. So audio quality <laughs> may uh, take a bit of a dive, and we apologize to our listeners for that. But uh, little little dis- little disclaimer. Little disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> although you do sound just you you sound fine, people, uh, and I think I'm actually using a a better uh, recording device for myself, so I actually sound like, better than this. You got the, you got the you got the five dollar app now instead of the free one. Good job, dude. No, actually, I, uh, yeah, I upgraded <laughs> my uh, my headset. I'm actually using a. Uh, a proper external microphone uh, for, for this uh, particular podcast, not just recording. What, what into... do you normally use? Uh, I just had a I had a directional microphone that was it was a USB mic. So uh, okay. this All is right. yeah this is this is a little bit more uh, uh, user friendly for me because I don't have to be near like putting my face up uh, near a, a microphone and uh, yeah I think the the audio quality is a little higher uh, up. So yeah, um, I mean you, you sound you sound you sound beautiful to me, man. I appreciate that, and 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 likewise to yourself, my friend. Um, <laughs> like uh, as far like this sport. It's so it, it, the thing that I I love and despise about it. I think that uh, maybe we're going off on a tangent here, but like it's something that like, <laughs> I, I, there's 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 jobs that I've done in the past. I compare it to when I, I used to I used to work at a, at a hockey store. I know so much about hockey; it's stupid. Last night I was thinking about we were talking about the uh, the Mighty Duck movie before we were recording. I was thinking yep. of, off the top of my head if Canada had been in that tournament in the mighty ducks who would have been on that team and just through birth years i started naming off athletes and i know so much about hockey that when i worked at a hockey store i would have done that job without for nothing i would have done it for free but they paid me none the same or nevertheless but motocross and like the, what I do with the podcast, and I, I do have a ton of great sponsors. I have a ton of great supporters that offer me the ability to get to the races and cover some expenses here and there. But the be- the, the the brutal side of this sport is, is as long as you're willing to do it for free, there's a lineup of people willing to let you do it. Oh yeah, yep. And but you know what I, I always <laughs> say to that same token, man. That's anywhere in life. It's not just the sport. So fair enough. Going back to being different, like that—that's why you have to be different. Because you're right. There's a million people willing to do your job, but you got to prove to people why you're so much better than everybody else. And a lot of times, that, that it does require also putting out blood, sweat, and tears, and not making money. Like, yeah. you know, my oh four oh five of my world, I didn't make anything. I busted my ass. But you know, as soon as you get the first hint of like making money and being like oh i could actually do this and and you start progressing like that's so rewarding in itself and then you realize your self-worth and you're able to say all right well i don't have to work for free anymore and you know what like the way i look at it now is if someone wants to hire some kid for free other than pay me what i'm worth then hey go ahead and when you uh when you come back and want me to do it next time it's double the price Absolutely. I uh, couldn't agree more, my friend. Uh, was that something that was kind of a hurdle for you, is that basically getting people to, um, like, uh, to, to people to invest and to, to see the value in your work? Because, like, obviously it's something you were good at, something that you were getting better at. Um, was, it, was, it, was it difficult to, uh, like, get people Honestly, to... Honestly, yeah. like, no, because back then, man, I was the only one doing it. It's not like it is now where you could go to 10 different websites and see videos. Like I was pretty much the only one doing videos at that level at every race at the, and having the access to do it, you know, as I started getting better and better, my access to different places and athletes began to grow. So I, I just feel like I was six or seven years ahead of everybody else. So would it be extremely harder to get in and, and excel right now? Absolutely. But I feel like I was at the right place at the right time with the, right talent and I shoot I wouldn't even call it talent at the time I just had the right hustle and uh you know that's really what paid off for me is just putting those to the grind and you know people calling and saying hey can you do this and I'm like I have absolutely no idea how to do that but I will figure it out there you go man well uh is like what's what's 
what keep like what's next uh for for uh for wesley williams um like what 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 are some of the things that you've got uh some of the, the pots that you have on the stove or can you not let that out because uh it's all top secret information <laughs> i mean the, my my mind is uh always a continuous jumping from one thing to the next. So I actually working on a lot of different things. I'm, I'm, I like to consider myself just as much a businessman as I am a filmmaker. So I really enjoy, uh, investing my, my money into different places to, you know, help the longevity of my life and career. So, you know, it's not just, um, it's not just having all my eggs in one basket. I try to do as many different things as I can. So like I said earlier, uh, I feel like I've had two full-time jobs for the past 12 years. So, you know, slowing down with one full-time job, it kind of makes me feel like uh, I need to be doing something. So, uh, you know, I'll continue to push the envelope on my film career, but uh, we've been getting really heavy and hardcore into golf lately and uh, working on some stuff in that industry and then uh, have a, have a few other projects going on that uh, will probably come, come to light later this year. Fair enough, man. Well, uh, for for those who uh, haven't done, haven't already done so, Washed Up West on Instagram. Click the link on Washed Up washedupwest.com go there immediately. Easiest thing in the world. Hit vote, vote. Then it'll vote, it'll, it'll vote, it, vote, 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 vote. Like, as long as you have a, if you have you a can Facebook, vote, you, you can, can vote, vote every vote every day until April first. You can like the same person can vote more than once. Yeah, every you can vote every one one vote per Facebook page per day. Fair enough. Well, I'll have to keep that in mind. I'll do that first thing in the morning when I'm driving to work oh, tomorrow, yeah. my friend. Set, set um, your alarm, bro. Set your alarm. Absolutely, we'll do so. Um, <laughs> for for those who are have already voted today, feel free to throw in a copy of Epic or click uh, click uh, the the iTunes icon for uh, War Machines. Watch that again uh, and uh, and enjoy the creations that have been. Man, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I, it's just I, I I need to call you up again because we need to go further down memory lane and just talk about all this stuff over and over and over again because just like I watched it over and over and over again I want to retalk about it over and over and over again. Let's, let's do it, man! Like we 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 scratched the surface just like that video I did for the contest, man. There's I could have literally built a hour long video and not even included everything. So Heck yeah, I have an endless endless bank of memories and good times and funny stories about you know the thousands of shoots we've done so anytime would be my pleasure bro perfect my friend well don't hang up just yet but for podcast sake vote for wes on his website and then we're gonna hang it up right there there it is man well i appreciate you having me on For a second there, I thought you disappeared. It rains a lot this time of year. Yes.